do Bless some... You. Bless you. What? What? Oh. <laughs> just, okay. There's it's a baby to his child. Oh, okay. <laughs> randomly bless the child um let's talk about some frost side chat here uh-huh uh hello and welcome to frost side chat our weekly live stream post-session discussion we talk about what just happened during DD. this is the chat for session 59 uh so if you've not watched that two-part session yet please go do that now because there will be spoilers i'm your dm eric and joining me we have a robin's player chris hello and edmund's player raymond hello after two uh back to back heavy heavy combat sessions uh we had one of no combat no combat at all just uh, of the like like tiers of combat or no, i'm sorry the tiers of D D play i realized like like halfway through this or three quarters of the way through this session this was like a purely exploration session. yeah it was like we're just we're firmly in the exploration with a lot of rp and social i mean i think because I mean, that's, that's the other sure. that's, that's the other pillar i think is is RP slash social stuff is is one we pillar. That, right? Exploration sure is the... one, yes. And then um and at the end we had we had some of that too. And then uh, sure. combat is the other one. But I, I yeah mm -hmm. to me exploration is what you're describing, which is going room to room. Yeah. Like what's checking out what's on. going on, getting information, dealing Utility with traps and puzzles. Like getting, and, yeah, getting through traps. Getting yeah, getting doors, over yeah. hazards. Yep, which is all that. Yeah, so after having nothing but pure combat, we kind of did the other two pillars for this session. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which was kind of fine. I, I liked it. Yeah, it, it, was it was kind of by design. We ended it just about exactly where I wanted to end it. I thought it'd be earlier, um, but we ended up having a lot of uh, more RP with uh, design in the beginning, and um, I had forgotten about the the, the shrine thing uh, until I was looking at the map, and we were spending so long in the dungeon. We're like, oh yeah, I guess I could have them interact with this magic shrine that's here in the lost fire that we skipped before because you know usually we just montage everybody out of the dungeon afterwards yeah, but i was yeah. like well this is a case where we actually skipped something so if we wanted to we could go back and interact with it find another way out yeah so since we're not going back there can you tell us what would have happened had we succeeded i guess i could i could both failed yeah or if we're going to reuse it later then i know i'm thinking so. i could reuse it later but then it'd be pretty obvious about um, that's a good question. If I want to reuse it later, well, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I do because it would be funny if you if, found if, that if, again. If, like you'd be like, "All right, I know what this is, and I can buff myself and prepare for it." But but I'm probably gonna forget. But you, <laughs> but you might, you might, whatever the reward was, you might just use that later. And like without the right. challenges, I mean, maybe that's you true. Just, yeah, yeah, because yeah, that was there. Yeah, I did have a reward for that. So maybe don't tell us if, we're gonna, if, you're, if that's a possibility for you to reuse it later. But, yeah, I think I'm going to keep that one close to my chest for now because I kind of like that yeah. one. But there would have been something, something, something rewarding. Something that we didn't do because both of us have garbage. One of those, one of those things in a video game where you'd absolutely quick save and reload. And be like, all right, come on, I can. <laughs> saves got my way into getting this one done. What was, it, what was so? There was two parts. There was the intelligence saving throw. That was the damage. Yes. And there was the Arcana check. Is that what it was? If you succeed. The save, then you can make an Arcana check, yeah. Okay. Which I believe that was all me. None of that is in the book. I'm pretty sure. Oh. So yeah, like I, I guess that's that's at this point we can talk about what you changed in the the in the tower. Gosh, I thought we talked about all that last week, didn't we? <laughs> I, 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 I guess that's true. Because we, we kind of finished the dungeon. Like the, like the, yeah, I guess that's true. Last time we actually. Yeah, that was our extra long episode all of the fights, side chat. That. Yeah, I. I yeah, I mean, obviously the map is there. Um, everything that's in the map is there, so the tunnels and everything. But I, mm -hmm. 
yeah, I, I changed all the enemies and, and changed the whole thing into clones. It was a cloning machine, and all the mutants went started getting right. crazier and more mutiny. And yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the, the, the this alter thing was also you? Like, you just added that in? Um, I'm trying to think. Okay. Um, the original one... Uh, if you're a spellcaster and you touch it, a flask appears and drops from the ceilings. It's on the ceiling. And somebody can try to grab it, which is shitty they use that same gag twice. Because you recall there was a chest that opened with potions falling down, which was yeah. in the book, and I used that one. Um, and if you catch it and drink it, it bestows a minor illusion cantrip on you. Which, free cantrip's fun, but not... You guys are level 10, so that's not really... Yeah. Scales very well. Right. right. Um, so I changed all how all that works completely. Okay. <laughs> so there is still a yeah. kind of chance to get a rewarding thing from the altar as written, and I changed it to make it a little more uh, interesting and powerful. Right. But with some risk, so I thought it would be interesting to attach kind of a trap, uh, like a little bit of a hazard thing to it as well. Yeah, yeah. you gotta be, you gotta be of, of the mind of a wizard. Yeah, you gotta be like withstand. Even... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, I guess Edmund made the the, wiz, the intelligence save. Yes, throw. yes. So you really? don't take any damage from it. And, you, and then you get a chance to try and make an arcana check to wrestle it away from it. That was 3d10 damage. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are all 10, had, man. I had 12 hit points left. Well, that I didn't know going into it, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, again, I designed that to where it's like, okay, you get this fight, then you interact with this thing, and then, oh, no, we took some more damage, and then we keep going in the dungeon and fighting, not like, oh, we're going to do this as our, on our way out when we're almost you dead. You short rest again because you took some trap yeah. damage, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I, I, we can still talk about Lost Spire, but that was kind of, um, that was, that was the I last. think we pretty much exhausted... All that stuff. The one thing I didn't know is how you guys would react to Dazan because we left that pretty open ended. Yeah. And it's entirely up to you guys. Uh, on it's one of those things where you throw something at the players and decide if it's something that's going to stick around or we are we are stuck. I, I mean, there is uh, with especially with us, there is always this like there this this tendency towards the like brutal practicality of the situation. Yeah. But then we're like. Ah, but we should be nicer people than that. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, like, just we, we just, just. I don't, I don't know if it's just us as people, but we tend towards that. Like, practically, this man is a bad dude mm. and probably should not be alive. He is dangerous to keep alive. He should probably be dead because he'll probably try to attack us at some point. But then we're like, but, but who are you to execute him? Murderers. Also, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have the authority as marshals? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're co- I, I feel like we're constantly kind of bumping up against that of like, yeah, like we should probably do the bad thing, but we're not. Our characters are not bad people, so we shouldn't do the bad thing. I mean, I, I feel kind of good about the fact that there's a little bit of gray area there with an NPC. And you made that comment, which made me feel good. It's like, oh, man, we're just like surrounded by dangerous NPCs that we kept with us. I'm like, that is interesting that like yeah. you even kind of know this guy's history and then he's kind of shady and untrustworthy. And yet not only are you taking him with you, but like Thimbleweed's like, come with me into this dungeon, which yeah. I was very surprised. Like I had to update all the tokens on the map. It's like I didn't expect you to get fucking drag this dude into this dungeon crawl with you. Yeah, because it turns out that was a very good choice. Yeah, because extra spell was, slots. Yeah, I had one more level three spell slot. Yeah, that was the kind of the idea was to try to drain <laughs> some of those around. It was, 
<laughs> you don't want to have to start burning fourth or fifth level spell slots on opening doors. Right, exactly, yeah. Which I, I, I didn't mind burning the first one, but I thought that was it. I was yeah. like, okay, I'll burn a third level spell slot to unlock this door, and then, then we're in the dungeon. Great, okay. Prisons have lots of locked doors. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't expect, uh, typically when you guys have NPCs, unless they're critical to that area, you don't take them with you into the area. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh shit, I gotta update the frickin' tokens and shit. And Zahn didn't even, I mean, he doesn't even, like, care about this area. It's, really, it's like, it's not even important to him as a character, it's just... Correct, although, now that you mentioned Gaunt and, like, oh shit, that was part of my plan, and oh shit, Gaunt knows about, uh, you know, he was here and must have been, like, he's starting to actually put things together, and it was tricky yeah. for me as a DM to determine, okay, what all does he know specifically versus what do I know the players know, and I'm trying to keep track of all that and, and play it legit, because obviously yeah. I, the DM, know all the things, but um, this NPC knows... Some things, but Some, at this yeah. point, I think you've learned everything that he knows, and then much more beyond that. Right. So I was trying to convey that when, for example, uh, Edmund showed him the prison log. It's like, okay, here's what would this character know? Because he was sent here initially and knows some things, but doesn't know everything that you guys have learned. Yep. Hopefully I haven't made this story too convoluted. This has been a lot of work for me as a DM to try to uh, create a story out of a very like a modular piecemeal campaign that does not at all which this will be part of a big long post campaign chat but uh does not have a very uh through line of a main it's like the opposite of like the tyranny of dragons which is a very linear like chapter one you're here chapter two you're here chapter three you're here yeah this one is not that i mean you, you the whole there's vast open world sections and i've tried to create a main campaign through line via the arcane brotherhood stuff that's been going on yeah and and trying to have these recognizable names and i realized that too many of those are you don't want to go too complex with a story because in D we're playing once a week we're you know you right. got a whole combat session take up a week like it's just going to be hard to remember all these things so yeah, i'm you, trying you, to use you the can same go a month b between hearing about a certain thing yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you run into that problem a few times like here where it's like oh gosh i have to reference like so many past things um, so that's kind of a tricky balance to create a story that you all care about without being too convoluted where everybody's like, okay, wait, who is this character or what's this going on and all that. And, I, yeah. and we're kind of bumping up against that a little bit and I'm trying I mean, to. I, I, I don't think we're bumping up against it in terms of the story. I, I, the, I, the story is great. Like the story is solid as far as what we've experienced of it so far. The only thing I bump up against is I've, I've bumped up against this in everything is names. It's yeah. just like, wait, wait, like, like, like even this session, I was mixing up Ness Lantimere and Valish Gaunt. Yeah. Like, and part of that is like fantasy names. Like, I, which one's the male, which one's the guy, which one's the woman? Like, like <laughs> yeah, I yeah. literally, like, like my head, like, they're both androgynous names, so I don't remember which one's which. Yeah. And it doesn't help that we haven't met one of these characters yet. And yeah, so, that's true. That's the only thing that, that, that ever ties me up is just the names of, of people. Like, yeah. I can remember the, the events of how they're involved like like if you were to say like oh yeah the, the the lady you met at the keep who was like taking over from the guards and you had and to i, I try to yeah like i'm like yes i remember her i try to but do that a few times yeah no like okay valen is the one that you saved from yes. sunblight and went with you to exactly to do the dragon and then to the shard on dig side and she was possessed by this other person yeah it's as a dm that can be frustrating sometimes because i know all of this so 
uh, close to heart. It's just, you know, I mean, of course I know it. it. Is, for, part of it from a DM perspective is you've been like literally looking at the names yes. in writing. Yes. And we've never, we've never even seen these names and some of these names in writing. That, yeah. The fu- that was the funny thing in uh, like two sessions ago, the, cr- the, uh, the Frostside chat was that I think none of us quite identified that Dazon was DZ? Yeah. A-A-N? We were all like, Dion! Or Zon! <laughs> yeah. Z-O-N! And it was like, oh no, it's Dazon. Okay. That's one of right. the reasons why I, I try to do these uh, quest logs uh, yeah. in Roll20 and, and try to reference them and update them. And I even read from it and showed it to you guys. It's to, it's to try to alleviate that somewhat and include those right. names and because and that's as much for me as it is for you guys, so I can keep track yeah. of when that's happening. I mean, looking at this, the last time we did the main quest, which was the end of the Charlotte Dig site, was session forty-two. That was fifteen I, sessions I, ago. I even see you just sort of discarding them sometimes. I asked this session, I asked you what the names of the other adventurers were. Oh, I. You basically just went. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I briefly looked it up uh, on the quest, and it's yeah. not written there. It literally says yeah. a Goliath halfling and tiefling. So I was like. I mean, I it'd be it'd be me behind the DM screen like shuffling papers around basically. Exactly. I can scroll down yeah, here yeah. and and but I'm not. I just on the live show. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you you know the names. It's, yeah, it's the names you know the names. The yeah. yeah. The one Goliath we pulled up, Mokingo, I think was because he was relevant in the Goliath quest, but I don't. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Paralu was one of them, and Asterisk <laughs> was the other one. Okay. But now I pulled up. There's one, uh, the yeah. There's one note section that I st- as a handout that I could have referenced, but I didn't have. Think about it. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, that's, so all the information is like... here in Roll Twenty, but I realize it, it, it gets to be very, you know, your player handout section is so big that yep, it it can be tricky to keep track of all that. It's also just a time and player thing. Like, I mean, I you know, it's just a dis- like you said, it's a disconnect where you, you're, as a DM, you're looking at these names for long periods of time and then players are like, we haven't heard this name in six months. What the yeah. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that was the, the in, in the last campaign, that, that was a thing for me where like, my intention was that you guys met these three characters that were like supposed to be your three main NPCs that you talked to. But then you left with one of them, and you don't talk to the other two for yeah, like in in real time twenty or thirty months. weeks or something yeah yeah, and then it's like so when I'm like oh yeah you know it's uh, this... I forget what the names were yeah see? So like, and then, <laughs> yeah and then you because we took you guys the cat like, I think was it the cat you guys took the cat yeah and you didn't take the the munchkin you didn't take the fairy the munchkin yeah <laughs> so when when they came back you guys were like what are the names yeah yeah who yeah yep. It's like, oh yeah, three months have gone by since you guys talked to them. Yeah, and it's funny how like the the few like Blista because she's with you guys all the time ends up being recurring. But yeah, the other ones, yeah. you know, even Valin who was with you for probably like eight eight or nine sessions or something. But the yeah. problem is that was you know fifteen sessions ago at this point. Right. So it does get pretty tricky to keep track of that, and that's a consequence of playing D anD D as an open world adventure versus a more linear. Uh, storytelling adventure is, is you lose that connectivity as you go off and do all these side quests, even yep. though on average, all of these side quests have only taken three sessions, but we did like four of them. Right. So that adds up and all of a sudden that's, now we're back and months. like, yeah. And, and none of those really required you to remember the names or keep track of those things. We're not following that quest line the entire time. We're just yeah. going off on their own things. Now, all of a sudden that we're back in that main quest line, all of a sudden all those names and events are relevant again. So I had to kind of do, um, 
some catching up, which it, it can be frustrating as a DM, but I do empathize with the fact that, you know, the players haven't experienced this in a while. They're not keeping track of it all the time like I am. And um, I just have to remember to give those um, reports. And I'm not going to be that kind of DM where it's like, well, you should keep track of this. I've read those threads on Reddit. Right. It's terrible. Yeah, like, like yeah, the like, players should be taking notes and know all yeah, the... All, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got notes in Roll20 here, but it's it's just been weeks of real time. We'll have lives. I mean, like, that's the other thing, too, is that if, if you were to, like, if you were to prod us... We could troll through all of the notes yeah. in Roll Twenty and figure out the information. Which isn't that fun we're for anybody. <laughs> but then that's like five minutes of just complete silence yeah. as we all like open notes. Like, no, it's not here. No, it's not here. Okay, yeah, it's like homework. And like, all it's, right. Meanwhile, yeah. I can just uh, tell you tell you that information. <laughs> yeah, and I don't have to do that every session. Like, clearly, I just did that. And um, now we'll, the nice thing is now we're going to be on this main quest for the foreseeable future so all of these things will be relevant and it'll be less likely that i'll have to remind everybody about um all those past events that's going on yep i'm glad we stopped where we did because i'm still building this dungeon that's hilarious (laughs) it was always my plan to end here um thankfully you guys did go in the entrance i wanted you to go into uh yeah, we didn't look around for like an alternate way to get right. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, oh, I don't want to linear them too much, but it would work out so much better if they landed in the in the airship entrance because I've got an airship, and then I can do a lot of the exploration thing and really set the mood, and then uh, do the cool chestburster scene yeah. right when they're like in the middle of it. Well, you get you give me a, an opportunity to finally use my my spell that I've been waiting to use. Yeah, for, that was <laughs> I for, I had completely <laughs> forgotten about that spell too. Um, yep. and and it's funny as you immediately did that and then like oh wait, we're going to a tight space again. and then now we're, now we're going in, now we're going inside yeah yeah but like fuck it we've got a pegasus that's right and a goat and a goat a pegasus and a goat indoors so this area obviously i can't talk about it too much because we're only just now in it uh is from the book it is a giant ass annoying 10 foot square grid map it's a huge map but it's similar to the Goliath one where there's nothing here as written. It's just like, hey, here's a prison complex in case your folks want to go talk to Baelish Gaunt. And there's like a few tokens around. And then there's, it's got like a room to room thing. But it's just like, you know, here's the armory. Here's the kitchen. There's, but there's nothing happens. Nothing like, happens. Just... No, there's nothing going on here. Well, I don't, I, I genuinely don't get that i've seen that so many times yeah i've done the same thing with with book with storm kings i did that where it's like there are these there are these maps it's like why did you even fucking include a map why not just have a paragraph that says like you go into a castle and you yeah. talk to the lord and then you leave the castle that's my opinion you if you're, if you're you gonna spend the resources the, right yeah to give me a room to room dungeon crawl then give me a fucking dungeon crawl like yeah turn this into something and may, or give me story hooks and ideas same thing with the Goliath camps. Like, otherwise, that's yeah, that's just like a paragraph. You can tell, like, hey, here's where their you know places, and here's some NPCs. And talk to the leader at yeah. the camp, and yeah, and you then can give me maps of one image adventure locations. And obviously, a prison could be a great adventure location, but there's nothing going on here. So obviously, okay. I changed that. <laughs> okay. Well, if there was nothing going on here, then you really changed. Yes. That because layers like there's definitely something going on. Here. Correct. <laughs> There, yeah, I've, I've, yeah. <laughs> uh, this one is probably the most heavily modified area so far of the campaign. 
Not including the one that I built from scratch, which is the actual Shardland dig site. That one obviously okay. was completely mean, didn't exist in the campaign at all. Yeah. Um, this one, the location exists, the map exists, but obviously I have changed, and you will begin to see that, and you're probably already anticipating that, changed a lot of uh, what's going on here, and essentially have turned it into a goddamn dungeon crawl. And I always knew that I had to change a lot of stuff because I was upping the level scale. You know, all these areas are for like level 5 through 6, and you guys are 10 still doing the, you know, open world or getting done with the open world, I guess. Yeah. So part of the challenge is always just to scale things up and um, make it so it's still balanced at that level, which was what I did with Lost Spire. But Lost Spire, I kept the spirit of it and just changed the creatures and the and kind of what was yeah, going on there. This one, yeah, the, the spirit of it is not a dungeon this, crawl at all, so I really you're, you're had invent, to... You're inventing a plot for this one. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I'm inventing an entire plot out of this one. Um, which if I seeded 15 sessions ago, as you noticed, I had a plan. I had a fucking plan in mind yeah. a long time ago for what I wanted to do here, and I managed to do it uh, by, yeah, as you've already anticipated, taking Thibbleweed's creature and right. unleashing well, yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's the other thing we're, we're sort of gathering at the end of this, is yeah, that which whatever's you, yeah. going on is tied to Thimbleweed's secret specifically. Yeah. The, whatever the bug infestation thing that he's got, he went through already. Yes. Is like a apparently it could be weaponized or it's dangerous to other people. Too. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a great. Which is cool. Yeah, it. I, I. I hope you guys are like it. I hope you obviously see the pretty obvious influence here. And um. Well, people were people in the chat were already like. Uh, making aliens references. Nice. I, was like, I was like, all right, I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I managed to pull off. I was like, oh, I get to do the chest burst. scene. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you did the chest burst. Like, oh, okay. That's, yeah, <laughs> uh, yep, yep. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That was... Oh, that's interesting. Jason and Sylvan have two different theories on the map. Jason said that the case where they pay for the maps to be done and don't get the writing done on time, which could be, absolutely be true. Mm. But then someone's it's like, like, "We want maps of these areas." Yeah, and then they don't actually they didn't they didn't actually write anything for them by the time they get the maps. And someone says Revel's End was built for the movie, and they decided to drop it into the adventure as a cameo, which is also interesting. I I could see that being a thing. I guess, but to give us a whole map of it, like like a yeah. dungeon map, like. It it just seems crazy. Like I'm on the same vein as you. Like if you're gonna give me a full color room to room dungeon map, like Chris, it has the annotated like here's room one, here's yeah, room two, like, here's like room one, three, one A, one B, yeah. yeah, all that shit. Yeah, like you would for a dungeon crawl. And there's nothing going there's on nothing, here. There's nothing going on. It's like yeah. here's where they would keep the horses for people. Here's where they eat the meals. Like I was like, okay, that's fine. But there's nothing here. But there's nothing here. Yeah, there's nothing going on. <laughs> nothing going on so this is my fix for that's End. yeah and you know to some degree maybe that's what wizards is counting on maybe that's what the writers are counting on like like we're gonna we're gonna give the the dms this you know skeleton and these maps that's such a cop out i mean it is it I, really is. i've seen that for a lot of reviews and stuff people say like oh well as a dm you could like well yes that's always the fucking case as a dm mm -hmm. i can always change something or make it different i don't if I'm having this pre-written adventure, it's because I don't want to have to do that so much. Yeah. You know, I can it's, still it's... tweak my little story things here and there and 
change things around and make things more relevant to tie the players into it. But I don't want to have to like rebuild or build an entire dungeon out of an area that wasn't a dungeon before. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, I have a lot of, there's a lot that I like about this campaign, obviously. Like I chose to run it. It has a lot of fun things. I like Icewind Dale as a region, the Ten Towns. Yeah. All that is is fun stuff. But the way some of the areas were designed and the way the overall plot has forced me to do so much rewriting and working in a way that I have not had to do in any previous campaign has been a little mentally exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> to make this work. And trying to do that on top of also scaling everything right. uh, has also been an extra challenge because like already I had to change. I've been having to change things since. You're like two steps away from just basically writing your own campaign. <laughs> it's like like you're, take, you're taking somebody else's, but then you're having to rewrite it so much. Yeah, that... more way more so than the previous ones. Like I I, yeah. I basically wrote Rantum as is and just added a few little things here and there. Basically all tied to your character stories. And Princes was even, and Fandelver were even more like straight up those campaigns. This one has been a lot of of rework and redesigns. It, it's been fun to do it. I think it's made me a better DM. Yeah, uh, I, I, and I will say this too. I almost, I, I think you and I have both agreed on this on both of our campaigns. In general, the stuff that we make up ourselves tends to be the best stuff. Yeah. Weirdly enough. Uh, I don't know if it's just because we know we know each other's like the parties that yeah we know what we're gonna like it. yeah yeah for sure and like i said i mean dms are always gonna do that anyway you're gonna take it and you're gonna tweak it like it is but i think it's the amount of tweaking that is required here has been far more than yeah anything i've had to do and i already knew i was gonna have to change things so i to expand my level cap like even if i wanted to run right. things as is I'm like oh well i have to already like upscale you know the numbers the enemies and, and the danger level but on top of that, I'm having to redesign um, entire areas to try and A, make the plot work and make sense versus having just one NPC show up and tell you everything, which is how it's fucking right. written. <laughs> and B, make these areas uh, more interesting with things to it's do. That you've, never, you've never met before, just shows up and tells you where everything <laughs> Yeah, that's how it's written. Like, all right, professional fucking game designers, that's how it is, huh? <laughs> Um, I don't know if we can talk much more about Frostside Chat, uh, unless you have any questions about this beginner no, area. I will, I will ask. I don't yeah. know, maybe you can't tell me, because maybe, maybe there's going to be a lot more locked doors, so you don't want to give us a, give a secret away, but mm -hmm. what, what were our other options for, for, for those, uh, magically locked doors? I mean, I guess you did say that- You can break them down. You could have spent the time to break them down. You can yeah. break them down, yeah. Yeah. All else to fails. Dispel, dispel the magic. <laughs> yeah. All else fails, you can break it down. I will say yeah. the the rules for this prison being on high alert are here, and yeah. I have used a lot of those rules. I loved the idea. Can you see the red lights? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Not blinking. Okay. 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 Well, you were, you were doing this when you said lights. I was like, I, I don't know if you mean like like actual like flashing. They lights. they do have animated. I don't know if you've seen that in Roll Twenty. They do have animated stuff. I've never used it. Uh -oh. Because it yeah. feels very distracting, but you can actually use animated things on the map. I tried one time and Would you guys slow? couldn't see it. Oh, okay. I, I, there, there, there was one map in the last campaign where there was like an overlay of like rain coming down. Uh, and, I, and I did it and you guys were like, I don't, we don't see that. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, fine. There's no it seems more, yeah, work than it's worth. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Nox spell. I, I I I was thinking about that. Like mm-hmm. I, there 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 is magic that can get get through those situations. I forgot to spell a third level spell. Yeah, that's it is. I'm gonna get through all those. Yep. But yeah, um, I don't have I. It's, and it's funny you're complaining about that, but I'm also like, oh, fuck off, you're level 10. Like, <laughs> this whole thing is designed to sap your resources. At one I mean, point in your that, campaign, you're just walking fair. through lava walls. Like. Exactly, yeah. Like, like yeah, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, as much as I say, like, I'm running out of third-level spell slots, I still have two level 4 spell slots and two level 5 spell slots. Yeah. So it's, it's not like I'm hurting. Yeah. It's just like, you, guys are you doing know... Fine. Yeah. Also, the warden probably has a key <laughs> if you had actually yeah. waited and gone that, which you didn't know, but um, that was part of the idea, though. <laughs> in case you in case right. you didn't want to go through those doors up there, you would uh, come back. Get yeah, the come key. Back yeah you could go yeah. up there and check those things out. Yep. Yeah, I like the I like the red light effect, though. It looks pretty cool. It does. Yeah, yeah. It does. It, yeah. It very much looks like there's like some sort of like, like, uh, alarm system going on mm-hmm. you know and like everything's bathed in the like the submarine light i guess is what it reminds me of like on for october when like the the alert comes on and all the lights turn red yeah all right uh anything else you guys got some information uh explored i, I guess we we finished officially finished lost spire and then you got to explore the first little bit of uh, this area, which I like the way it started out, and now it's getting to be a little more dangerous and spooky. Yep, Similar to Lost yep. Fire, where things start out kind of creepy, and then the action starts. <laughs> I like that. It's, it's, That's how I like my pacing. Little, you, you get a little bit of the immersion of like, okay, here's the setting, here's what's going on here, and then it's, Things okay, are getting and creepy and, and weird, and yeah. we're discovering, yeah. Did you make the Ring of Sp- spell storing or was that part of the- oh that's a good question um i did not make the ring of spell storing that it's why it's got a picture uh it is from the dungeon master's guide which is still a great resource for magic items um i did put it there it um what loot is there as written uh because you know one of the things because i've had to upscale the enemies uh i've also had to upscale the loot in all these areas. Oh, I know what's here. It's fucking... <laughs> I bitched about this so much in the crafting stream. Um, Which room is that? Okay. So, there's an invisible chest in that room. There's no design that can tell you about it, by the way. That's not written in there. I, I did that. Um, okay. You only find it if you have... Oh, well, Detect Magic would be a good one. Otherwise, you have to roll, like, an insane perception check to be able to find this invisible chest. Um... You have to cast a spell magic to get it to turn off and open. When you open it, inside is a spell book that looks ancient and it disintegrates as soon as you pick it up. Okay. That's it? That's it. (laughs) Such a fucking cop-out. I will say, the big loot of the dungeon, I will go ahead and reveal this, um, is a shield guardian control amulet. Which you actually get back up where Dazan was in the like dining hall or whatever, um, yeah. and then the shield guardian itself is like with the goblins, and I was like, they just fucking did this in Tomb of Annihilation, like they did the same like, hey, here's oh, a yeah. shield guardian you can get, and we happened to run Tomb of Annihilation, and I happened to give you a shield guardian, so I was like, I knew right when I read that, I was like, I'm not gonna fucking do that again, right. and also it's just a really powerful NPC to give over to the players, 
Yeah. So I didn't want to do that, so I took away the Shield Guardian. Um, so the, I guess that was the big loot you could get here, even though the Guardian itself isn't here. And the idea was actually the Guardian, when it tunneled its way out, as written, is what made the, the holes. And then just oh. randomly, I guess, powered down and got captured by goblins or something. I forget how that works. All right. Um, but yeah, I guess you could have found the... Again, I took it out, but the Shield Guardian normally is with the goblins, which you guys did deal with them, and then you would find the control amulet way later uh, at the Lost Spire. So I replaced it with some loot that seemed appropriate for uh, an ancient Netherese wizard to have, which was the Ring of Spell Storing. I added a scroll. I don't remember... If I randomly rolled for the scroll, or if I just gave you this one, a scroll of reincarnate. Right. And then the one I actually uh, created. Oh. Uh, I mean, it's not a big deal. I just put a wand with two spells. spells on it. Right. Yeah, but I did. I thought, okay, what would be with somebody who's got a transmutation device that can create, you know, creature clones? I was like, all right, yeah. I'm gonna wand of alteration. That's all transmutation spells. Yep. Um, and I wanted to give you guys more items that didn't necessarily require attunement also. I mean, the best ones still do, but... Uh, and then the Orb of Silence I, was also... Um, uh, I, I transformed a room that has that effect into an item that you can take and then give that effect. Oh, okay. So those were two custom items from me, and then the Ring of Spell Storing is, is from the Dungeon Master's uh, guide. Nice. I was hoping somebody else would take the ring so I could give them like a spell or something like that, but nobody uh, took it. No takers. It's tricky. You, you get to this point it's, and it's, uh, it's it's a beggar's camp where you guys aren't beggars anymore. You're just, you guys are choosers no, yeah, and you guys have really yeah. good attuned items. I did think this was a very good one. I was surprised people weren't clamoring over it, but. Um, well, it requires some coordination. Like, like I guess it is, does. At, for, like at, at, at... At, initial, at the initial take, what you're getting is a use of mirror image. Yeah, that's and true. Then, and then, and then going forward, it would require you to like coordinate with someone else yeah. to get some other stuff. It maybe doesn't pay off immediately. I, but Edmund was, or uh, Raymond was, uh, correct in that, and that's how I would use it. It's like, all right, before we long rest, who's that's, got some extra spells you can yeah. shunt into this thing, and then we've just got fucking free spells we can spend the next, whenever. There's no expiration date. Right. Which we could, I mean, technically you could still do on the next long rest. So that's the other problem, is that when we when we were giving the spell, ring of spell storing away, we had just long rested. So yeah. no one was gonna, was going to be able to use it until right. the end of this you have next to, adventure. Right, yeah. So maybe at the end of this day, if Edmund, you or I decide to just plug spells into this ring, yeah. and now it's got, I don't know, I'm my level one spell slots. If it had like five uses of healing word... Maybe suddenly, maybe that, maybe now a player wants to, you know, equip that ring. I don't know, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, or, that's or that silvery barb spell. I could put five uses of that into that. Oh my God. For, for any of our fighters. Fuck me. Can you imagine that? <laughs> that's, yeah. Does it require a spellcaster or not? I guess it's just retunement. Jesus. Can non spellcasters use the damn thing? I assume. I mean, that's the way it was kind of worded. It does, is that that's like way somebody else? Yeah, it's spells. any creature. Like, yeah, it's used just like the caster were casting it. Yeah, yeah, right. and it uses the caster stats. So yeah, that's that's pretty powerful. I bet if I were to tell you know uh, a Frey or a Celeste, hey, you get five uses 
of imposing disadvantage on an attack. Yeah, <laughs> she would you. use that shit every time. <laughs> I would blow a gasket, but that's a great use of it. And she just she deattuned randomly to that crown, so she would probably yeah. take that stupid thing. Right. So yeah, I, it's so long term that I think in the yeah. short term of like when we first got it, its usefulness hadn't quite you know yeah. occurred to us yet. But maybe on our next long rest, we should take another look at it and see how as a team we can better use that thing because yeah we probably we could probably abuse it a little bit <laughs> probably <laughs> it gets tricky because i know it unbalances things the more loot i give you guys but a i just like giving you guys loot and b yeah. i think it's only fair if i up the challenge level that the loot should be uh right. increased as well yep i should figure out then uh so we only rested the one time to figure these out and that we haven't rested again Correct, yeah. You had one long rest. I don't think you guys short rested at all in between the entire Lost Spire event because no, you had the dungeon did. crawl. So you just had the one long rest at the end of that dungeon. You were able to identify all those things and then now you're at this next location. But I think to do attunement stuff and to switch stuff around only requires a short rest. I don't think you have to long mm. rest to do all that. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Alright, anything else about uh, this episode of uh, our from the Frostman session. I'm looking forward to fighting some aliens, <laughs> some yeah. chest bursters, some chest bursters. That was a small one too. They may get larger. Yeah. <laughs> they may get a little bigger. I'm sure I'll have an overtuned boss fight for you. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. All right, that will do it for this week's Frostside Chat. Thank you to Chris and Raymond for joining me. I am Eric. Thank you to all the wonderful fans for watching, and we will see you all next week.